just a few fellas on a podcast Ripping in the pitching jokes and sharing some laughs Or I'm lying in the bedroom Jerry Bernstein Ooh, they want to know if it's something If it's anything Yeah, jumping on at the right time. No, I I usually think of the analogy of you're jumping into the double dutch thing. Were you guys good just... at uh, jump rope or double dutch when you were kids? No, no. Uh, I don't know that I tried double like just straight up jump roping. Yeah, I was. Well, the one good. where you have people like friends yeah, who no, are like doing for, the for thing double, for you, double jump jumping, you mm-hmm. know, like that. No, I, I I never really tried it. I was pretty good. I was pretty darn good. Uh, now we know why he was asking. Ah, <laughs> uh, there it is. Uh, oh, so do you, you just you happen to, to have it? two jump ropes and two friends waiting oh, close by? Mm? Well, I mean, you know. <laughs> Just because I have one around doesn't mean, doesn't mean I was waiting for you guys to ask or anything. Limbering up here. Now, I'm not doing any physical activity. I still have a stitch in my chest from uh, from my football injury over vacation, oh. uh, which is annoying oh. to me. It kind of feels like the kind of wound that might not go away by itself. Like maybe I need to go see a physical therapist or something. I got one of those from yoga once. You know, uh, that could be the vibe of this of this bad boy. How's your nutrition? Are you eating magnesium? Uh, is magnesium good for? Uh, for muscle muscle soreness muscle soreness Um, yeah i don't know i don't know i just have to i mean i do eat fruit so gotta assume that there's magnesium in there Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. magneto he was never hurt very much Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. no that's why he was such a formidable opponent is because he didn't have to (laughs) rest and recover after i think you guys are thinking of magneto (laughs) he controls magnesium (laughs) yeah (laughs) <laughs> They're just getting uh, attacked by bananas. It's just like, oh, God. <laughs> All right. Well, who's got anything for the catch up? Who's got some business? You know, or if anybody, you want to hear me tell stories about how good I was at jump rope when I was a kid. You know, <laughs> like we have that available. That's in the chamber. <laughs> I slept through our original recording time, mm-hmm. so if you are mm-hmm. here on the stream and you're wondering, what the hell is going on? It's Friday, it's 1.40. And if I reached out to you asking if you'd heard from Rob recently, if he seemed okay, <laughs> if he said he was going to do anything crazy like <laughs> like daredevil stunts or anything, you know, just, he's fine. I'm good. I'm here. <laughs> just sleeping. Yeah, if he messaged anybody, uh, you know, going climbing right beforehand, <laughs> want to see if that was a possibility. <laughs> Well, that's exciting that you are still recovering from sleep from your Vegas trip when you're going on tour, which is all uh, which is going to be a whole sleep disrupting cycle thing. When I say yeah. exciting, I mean I feel bad for you. <laughs> Ooh, intri- I do. They did find my. Oh, I know. Was, so I know what he said though. Oh, what did he say? I so uh, Rob's internet cut out. I did for me and Brett, but I know what he said because I'm a detective. <laughs> Was it math? As, as good a detective as he, he was. He said a jump rope. they found my, and then the stream cut out, <laughs> and so now we got to think: what, what did Rob that? recently have lost that they happiness. could possibly found? <laughs> they found his happiness. <laughs> His happy uh, thoughts. Thank you, like Shuffle. Billy Crystal in uh, in City Slickers. He found his smile. He found it on the road. <laughs> no, he found his luggage. They found his luggage. Oh, good, good, yeah. good. I, can mm-hmm. I say I was part of the reason I was worried. Uh, I was like trying to be. I was like, oh, everything's. I'm sure everything's fine. Was because I was like, well, he's probably just sleeping. And then I was like, no, that's not Rob. <laughs> <laughs> he's never sleeping. <laughs> he wishes he'd be sleeping. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that would be a lot nice. Well, this time it really was relieved on multiple levels. Good. There was a moment with the back to luggage thing because my bag was like a it's a blue blue and white striped Nautica roller, mm-hmm. and uh, which is kind of nice because it is very distinctive uh, compared to most other bags. So oh, wait, can I, I guess what happened? What did happen? It's yeah, a Nautica bag. So the guys who were handling it were like, wait, this doesn't go on a plane. This goes on a boat. We got to <laughs> find a boat for this Nautica bag. How did this get here? Someone send this to a boat. Find whatever boat this bag is supposed to be on. <laughs> so now to see. It's supposed to go on the wooden casks. <laughs> Did you, know that there's a, did you know that there's a grappa that is part of the aging process? They put it on a boat and they sail the boat around the world. It's called Tour de Monde Grappa. First, you have to tell me what a grappa is. Grappa? Yeah. Oh, well, I'm happy to do oh. that. 
We did a wine tasting with my um, with my fiance's family when we were in Pismo Beach. And I unfortunately sort of like accidentally revealed my wine knowledge to everybody and sounded like a real pretentious asshole because they were like, oh, Jared, what do you think about the two wines? And I was trying my best to just be like, hey, you know, whatever. I was like, oh, I like the acid in this because it's got the soft fruit. And I like this one's got, you know, more acidic fruit, but it's sort of like takes down the acid. So they're both really well balanced. They were like, that's a lot more knowledgeable than we were <laughs> saying. Somebody starts booing you. <laughs> I, I, I'm like really enjoying the idea of you really deeply seething, like having to push it down like so much where it's like, let's just have fun today. You're like, of course, we're just gonna have fun. And you're like on your third winery and you're just like, well, Jared liked that. He liked that. <laughs> no, I didn't. No, no, the acidity was way too low. <laughs> I don't even know if this place has heard of a grappa. So this is actually interesting because there's a lot of foods that have become fancy, but they their origin was it was peasant food. But then the rich people realized how much fun the peasants were having with it. When you make wine, you stamp on grapes. Then you take all of the, the skin and the stems that have have now been squished of all of their juice and they gave it to the the peasants and they were like here you can do whatever you want with that you fucking you fucking poor assholes here have some fucking empty grapes you want you want to here have that have our trash you fucking idiots mm-hmm. and they were like well maybe we could distill this and turn it into booze and then they did and it was great and they were like well, you know the rich people are like hey wait a second we want that now. We didn't realize that was good. Here, have some lobster, you fucking idiots. Look at this gross-ass <laughs> monster. Gross and sea monster. Well, uh, here, you eat that. Is that is that lobster origin, too? That is lobster origin as well. Yeah. I think they were and afraid to eat it because it was weird looking. You guys know about my my joke about horse hooves being made into jello? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Maybe. Just, they were like, we're going to throw out all these horse hooves. And <laughs> some guy was like, I could use those. <laughs> I'll mix them with strawberry. <laughs> Don't just throw them away. I'll take them. The movie, uh, Christian Bale plays that character. <laughs> he fucking knocks it out of the park. Mm, I don't know if I've told you, but I never heard Christian Bale's real accent until he accepted an award once. And I was like, is he doing a bit? This is weird. <laughs> Accepting a bit as a British person? It's awfully strange. I'll take Wales. This award on yeah. Anyways, we've derailed Rob's story about his luggage. Yeah. I mean, that, that that could be the origin of my tiredness because uh, it wasn't the Vegas trip. It was the end of the Vegas trip mm-hmm. where in which I had the early, early, early flight and then I did play a pretty late tournament. So it was literally the last tournament that I was going to play. I was like, ah, you know, 6.05 p.m., you know, let's see, it's 150 bucks. Fast forward to it being 1.30 in the morning and we're like, are we chopping? And I'm like, all right, let's do it. Mm-hmm. Get, the, yeah, all this the, money. the MIBA or whatever. Yeah, the ICM, exactly. <laughs> Yeah, there it is. And so then I got the 7.30 flight, so I, I, I just kind of like kind of sit on my brother's couch for like an hour, just rest, and then I go. And then from 7 a.m. until, I guess, the next day, 1.30 in the morning that I'm at LaGuardia, just trying to look for bags. So yeah, that I guess that kind of 48 hours fucked me up for the past couple of days. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so I'm so delirious at this point. It, I'm just kind of like wandering aimlessly back and forth along the baggage claim. I'm not even in the Southwest area anymore. I'm, I'm like wandering into United and American. And uh, my... Behind my... the counter. <laughs> <laughs> well, the conveyor belt. In my mind, they can immediately tell that you don't belong there. All the United people are just like, <laughs> that's not. That's a Jet Blue fella. <laughs> so my bag is blue and white striped, which is good because it just genu- genuinely looks different than most other bags. Mm-hmm. I did have this uh, fun moment. I already told you about the joke that I pulled off where the girl was like, oh, do you have any aspirin? I was like, probably my luggage. But the second funny thing for me that the other woman did not find funny, first of all, the description of the bag is very specific. I said, it's a blue Nautica bag. It's very, It's got blue and white stripes. So that's pretty good. She's like, all right, well, we need some stuff inside the bag that's very descriptive so that we know what it is inside there. And I was like, 
ah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, well, it's mostly clothes, so that's a problem. But I guess there's like one pair of gray jeans that are like torn up. So that's that's pretty, it's like they're gray jeans and they're torn up. And I said, oh, and then I've got a um bag of Fiber One cereal. Like not the box, but just a full unopened bag. It looks like rabbit food. It's like a bag of Fiber One cereal. She's like, okay, great. What else? And I said, you know, to be perfectly honest with you, I think that's good. I think that's good. <laughs> and she's I don't like, want to just- tell you how to do your job. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't think they're going to be a lot of that in other bags. But then she like continued to play. She's like, no, 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 sir, they're going to go through and they need to know it's yours. I said, I realize that. But I I just told you a really specific item that I'm certain I'm, gonna, I'm willing to put my bag's money on that <laughs> that no one else is going to have. I was like, I'm not telling mm-hmm. you anymore. That's so specific. She's like, anything with your name on it? I'm like, no, but again, it's a bag of cereal <laughs> that like, if you just write that down and someone sees that, they're going to be convinced. I mean, we don't know. Maybe the statistics on people that pack bags of cereal is like way high. Like, we just don't know because we're not airport <laughs> workers. Right. There was uh, an SNL. Now Jared has all the, the uh, benefit of the doubt for the airline workers i also like how you said um we need what's in the bag not we need you to tell us what's in the bag they were like we need what's in the bag okay we can't give you your bag yet because we need what's in the bag it's complicated (laughs) just understand that you have packed something that's very important to us (laughs) and we need it and then once we use it we'll give it back to you i promise so i'm so delirious at this point that i'm walking around aimlessly there are tons of bags there by the way just loads and loads of other people bags also just unclaimed who knows if anyone's ever going to get them and then i finally see a nautica bag and it's it's exactly the same material it's blue and white stripe but it's just a duffel bag but it it's the same everything and i looked at it and my brain was like i mean that's that's good enough right <laughs> and everything in the bag is also like yours but just a little off so it's not a bag of fiber one it's a bag of raisin bran and it's they're gray jeans that are brand new instead of ripped up and <laughs> alternate reality rob mm. it's fine yeah, yeah it's a really short clean shaven <laughs> with short hair rob who's like oh my bag <laughs> i hate math and i love everywhere everything all at once <laughs> what a great movie <laughs> tied with come from away for my favorite things three-way tie with don't look up can i in defense of the if you told me which of these bags of cereal is fiber one and there was like uh honey clusters but i i would i don't think i would necessarily know and mm-hmm. i i'm sure some people have never had fiber one in their lives no you just got to find the oldest person that works at the airport and they'll be able like mm, yeah that's fiber one i'm finally moving my bowels uh yeah that's my that's my ketchup i gotta go before i leave for this tour i gotta figure out uh, a way to pick up that that bag are you leaving from the same airport that the bag is at great question no oh that's the same but, I, uh, I wonder if at one point it was in Pittsburgh and you, you could have just been like, just leave it there. Leave it there. <laughs> it was at Steve's house already. Or just, yeah, just leave it there. Are you guys leaving from Steve's place? Yeah. yeah. Uh, fun, 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 fun. Wow. Glad they found your bag. Uh, that's a pain in the ass that you have to go retrieve it just to unpack it and then pack it and then go yeah. back to the airport. It'll be a fun day tomorrow. Uh, Brett, you got anything for the ketchup? Uh, I, t- I take my dad to uh, an eye doctor's appointment and uh, my sister was like, okay, he has to bring 98 dollars cash or a check and so i was like okay don't worry i'll make sure he does that make sure he brings it and so i'm like dad you know 98 dollars cash and he's like okay don't worry i got it and then he gets to the car i'm like you brought the cash right 98 dollars cash that's what you need he's like yep and then we get there and they're like okay it's time to pay up and he's like how much is it and they're like 98 dollars and he's like i brought i thought you said nine to eight dollars <laughs> and i was like dad why would i say it that way what? I, not eight or nine dollars. Why would I not? Why would I give you an approximation? Why would I start with the bigger number? It's like, you know how, you know, medical costs are always really low and random. You know, it's like somewhere between nine and eight dollars. 
that's very typical of of the health insurance industry is they're not specific and low numbers. Uh, yeah. So I was and then I was really frustrated because he had also done a bunch of things that I he every time I take him to a doctor, he will find a way to mention that I'm a comedian. And I have to answer all the questions from the doctor about when my next show is and if they, their they family can come. Fill out. <laughs> oh, yeah, here you go, sir. Oh, no. Oh, you're a comedian? There you go. Yeah. Um, Have I seen you in anything? No. Yeah. Uh, so when he did that, I was just like uh, so annoyed that the assistant kept going, it's okay, it's fine. And I was, I was about to be like, it's not fine. <laughs> I think it'd be funny if I think the situation might be funny if your dad was having a very serious health incident <laughs> and he mentioned you were a comedian and he's like flatlining, but the doctors are still like, hey, so what's that like? Travel, where do you play? You know, I fix my never, dad, fix my I dad. I could never do that. I could never do that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, that's I, terrifying. I give you guys so much credit. Clear. <laughs> he's choking. <laughs> well, I'm sorry. That sounds very frustrating, Brett. Oh, uh, yeah, it was fine. It was I was annoyed at the time, but I was also like, this is hilarious. All right. Well, does anybody have any questions they want to ask me? No, no I want to I want to ask the order. Brett a question. <laughs> oh, guess the what, order. What did your dad actually bring? Nine? <laughs> Or $8? Or did he bring $8.50? Or... $9.28? He brought $9 because he was I like, know. yeah, that includes 9 yeah. and $8. I Maybe will be safe. I don't want to annoy my son who is famously <laughs> short-tempered. I'm going to do the right thing. I heard 9 to 8. That means bring 9. <laughs> you know what? I'll bring 10 just to be safe. <laughs> So, yeah, if you guys want to guess the order in the chat, mm -hmm. um, and then Jared, you can tell us whatever, <laughs> catch us, whatever. <laughs> that was jump related. Oh, no. I mean, I have a jump in, you know, in case it <laughs> comes up. So this is an older bit of catch up. What you guys don't know is that on a, I have a little doc set up where I have all of my jokes to bring and also potential stories for catch up. And sometimes if I have a lot of stories already and I have things on the list, I'll be like, oh, I'll do that another time. So this is from all the... Oh, there goes Rob. Sorry. Yep. <laughs> Jared's like, yeah, I just got a little, you know, in case I got some stories I need to tell about whatever, jumping rope or... Yeah. I remember if you guys... <laughs> Let me plug that bad boy in. It's just you know, four, four it's terabytes the, worth of stories. Just, uh, you know, we're... There's yeah, a couple pages of things just if I need anything, you know, it's right there. I don't know if you guys remember, but one of my big hobby horses is from when I was in high school and my one of my science teachers explained that there's no such thing as subconscious and that there's either conscious or unconscious. And I've, I've been like waging a silent war against culture to remove the word subconscious from every story <laughs> that has to do with like, this is an unconscious decision. This is something that happened unconsciously. I know we've discussed this before, but mm -hmm. why can't those words be interchangeable? Subconscious and unconscious? Yeah. Well, the idea is that when you're unconscious, you don't have the ability to do things that are happening subconsciously and that subconscious is different than unconscious because unconscious is like you're asleep and subconscious is like you're not aware of you doing something and my science teacher explained to us he was like things are either conscious or unconscious so if i knock somebody out i can't be like i knocked him subconscious <laughs> yes exactly <laughs> it came uh, up because i used the word unconscious correctly and jared you know applauded me for it and then he went into this thing and then i believe mm -hmm, that mm -hmm. brett you also went into your defense of like, yeah <laughs> no, I, 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 I wanted to know the reason i, I forgot and so i was like yeah, just yeah. remind me right. i remember like i don't i don't remember being like i wasn't like uh you know what i think i actually <laughs> got it this time i was like you guys had a good reason. I want to know what it was. It's funny. Us redoing like thing, retalking about things that we've already talked about in other episodes. It's like an interesting experiment in chaos theory, you know, because it's like Brett will definitely have forgotten, you know. And so it's like if they just talk <laughs> about the happen? same thing again, will it trigger the same question as before? So when I did jury duty months ago, they showed us a video beforehand about implicit bias which I thought was like really cool and responsible of jury duty to be like, hey, you know, you might not realize you're making these unconscious decisions based on the way that someone looks or what their religion is or anything. And I was like, wow, good for New York. Good for mm -hmm. the 
the judicial system, you know, trying their best to make it one legal system instead of what we have now. But in the video, they were always referring to it as the unconscious. And I was just sitting there in my chair just being like, yeah, they're doing it right. <laughs> I'm so happy. So the lawyers are like juror number four. <laughs> Get rid of them. <laughs> we don't want... <laughs> <laughs> this guy's way too excited about justice. Uh, there is also another thing I want to tell you guys about. So there's this Jack Reacher book series that's really popular. They made it into a couple of movies with Tom Cruise. They made it into a new TV show on Amazon. Mm -hmm. And my dad loved the Jack Reacher series. And since he passed away, I've been kind of like doing a lazy pilgrimage through the Jack Reacher series. Just sort of like, you know, an honorific. Yeah. And they're fun books. You know, they're like, they're, they're dad books. And so I picked up the third one recently and I read through it. And it's funny because I think Lee Childs by the third book was like, I'm just going to, I just got to get up my word count. And there is so much unnecessary description in there and there was one part that I read to Kirsten where she was like this seems unnecessary where someone calls him up with some information that's like good news that Jack Reacher wanted to hear and he goes tell me that again and he tells him again but here's oh here's the other thing is that it's a reveal that happens later in the book so you don't actually know what he's hearing you just know that he's happy about it so he's like the man called with the information Jack Reacher said tell me that again the man told him again Jack Reacher paused for a moment say that one more time he told him one more time. A smile creeped across Jack Reacher's face. Say it again. Because <laughs> <laughs> was like, man, his his agent was probably like, it, it's got one more page, Jack. We are so closely, so close. He's got we need one more page of material out of this. He usually pauses again. Wait, who is this? <laughs> And I am. <laughs> I have found those. I've, I've watched a little bit of one of the Tom Cruise movies. I tried to watch the Amazon series. I have found them so cringeworthy. And I'm sure the book is it, books are better. But it to me, it is the it is just the most amped up version of a tough guy online who imagines every scenario, how he could could have been a winner. Mm -hmm, you know, it's just like mm -hmm. full delusion, like. Yeah, and I'm, and this is how I'm the best. Every every moment is just, and this is how I'm the best. Mm -hmm. You underestimated me. Well, this is the thing in you know crime slash noir literature is like there's the 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 noir hero is somewhat omniscient. I did like a, a paper about this when I was in college. And if you watch the movie, The Third Man, it's actually a send up of satire because the main character is like hopelessly lost all the time and always making like wrong calls about what he thinks is going on. And so it's a trope, you know, it's like your main character is so knowledgeable about things and so big and strong that he's just like impossible to beat. Uh, and so I get the appeal, but I understand, you know, especially watching it just being like, uh, yeah, OK, of course. When I was in my uh, uh, writing group and we were reading one of the writers's, you know, pieces, uh, she was trying to create this thing and trying to be grounded. But, you know, this this almost sci fi thriller type thing. And one of my notes was like this this main character, Jesus Christ, she just kept on like doing the perfect thing and saying that always knowing everything all the time, whatever thing. And t there was one point I was like, OK. Okay, but then she got, she was like, she took the job because she's this, but then how did she know how to do this and this, but also be able to do this? And then she just genuinely, she's like, because, because she's just got, she's that good, Rob, <laughs> because she's that good. And I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, I forgot. <laughs> she, she's just that good. That's, that's the compelling protagonist that I, that I want to be watching. Mm-hmm. I want to do a uh, detective novel where the main character is God. <laughs> and he just he knows everything and everything. Snap of the fingers, you know, and women want him, you know. <laughs> OK, retelling of the coming of Jesus Christ, but as like Jack Reacher. Mm, ooh, interesting. I would I would read or watch that for sure. <laughs> uh, the three wise men, they saw the North Star and they were like, you're never going to believe this. <laughs> <laughs>
cut to a manger. Manger's one of those funny words that only exists in that story. <clears throat> uh, I don't know it. Maybe it's a cultural thing. You're just not a lot of, around a lot of mangers. Mm, maybe. Yeah, yeah. You know, if you lived in the desert, maybe there'd be more mangers in there. Yeah, tons of mangers over yeah. there. Yeah. What is a manger? So I, that's the other thing. It's like, I don't know. Is it, is it the basket that the baby goes in? Is it this, the place where all the animals were where Jesus was born? Yeah, I thought I it was know. the place where the animals were, like the little... You know, like little mm -hmm. wooden, like barn. Like, open are you barn. familiar with the origin story, with Jesus's origin story? Uh, yes, but mm -hmm. um, I thought that manger was um, somebody messing up. Danger is my middle name. <laughs> manger is my diddle d shit. You're a comedian. <laughs> Do you have a manger? <laughs> Do you have an agent or a manger? <laughs> Well, yeah, he, they, they didn't have any room in the inn, so they let him sleep where all the animals were. They let her give birth where all the animals are. And that structure is either a manger or the basket that they put him in was a manger. We got, oh, I, got, ooh, got a, I got a real manger here, and I also got a great story for, <laughs> for my journey here. I type in manger definition, mm -hmm. and I do not get, and I spell it the way I assume it's spelled, which is mm -hmm. M-A-N-G-E-R. I do not get that right away. Uh, so I was like, I'm sure I'm spelling it right. Maybe it's not spelled that. Maybe it's M-A-N-J-E-R, but there's no way that's right. And I searched that, and Urban Dictionary says, it's an alternate slang for a sandy vetch. <laughs> I mean, that tracks. You know, if she gave birth in the desert where the animals live, probably got some sand in her sniz, in her virgin sniz. I think Ivy Rose has hacked the algorithm because this is wow. She won again. Way to go! Ivy I gotta Rose. start. I think she's just in my head. She's wow. just like she knows exactly how these things are working. Is it you, Jared? Hmm? Am I? Are you Ivy Rose six seven nine? You can tell I'm not Ivy Rose because I because Ivy Rose doesn't do things like ooh, Jarrett, tell us the story of blank. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if Jarrett has anything for the catch up. Someone ask him, please. Is Jarrett good at jump rope? <laughs> well, congratulations, Ivy Rose six seven nine. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. We will get um, all those gifts out as soon as we figure out where it is. So the order is Brett, Rob, Jarrett. Brett, Rob, Jarrett. Brett, Rob, Jarrett. Brett, all Brett, right. Brett, so Brett, starting Brett, off. Okay, so I have just a loose, uh, loose manger. Concept. I have a loose manger, <laughs> and it's uncomfortable <laughs> because it, you know, so by definition. I think there's something funny about having OCD, but then also being bad at math. I don't know if that would make OCD harder or easier where it's like, oh, I did. I touch the I have to touch the, the doorknob like five times. All right. That's good. <laughs> One, two, five. OK, good. <laughs> yeah, I think I think I'll point out the obvious that math and counting. It's like there's such a disparity in my mind of like that's true to be good at to be bad. at You'd be bad at math. Still be able to count. The logic part loses me there a smidge. Yeah, that, that's that's fair. Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't think this is how OCD presents, but it would be funny if their OCD is like, I have to touch the doorknob three times, five times. And then they'd be like, I'm sure that's like eight or something. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. <laughs> I'm sure grandma'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't work. Okay. Um. <laughs> there's, there's a kernel there. There's a kernel there. There's something there. I'll you know, you know well, hold, hold on, hold on. Because, because there, is, there is a connection that I think we can make, like... Maybe I have a friend who is OCD, but whenever whenever it comes time to like pitch in for like lunch or whatever, he's always like kind of like guesstimating and off, you know, he's like, ah, oh, what did I have a burger? That's probably like 10 bucks. And I'm like, no, it's not. Like, it, you can't, you can't get that wrong. I thought that you like really need to know these things. <laughs> you know, like when you need to touch the stove seven times, are you just like, ah, yo, five, wait, well, like what a, it's about right. I'm sure Grandma's fine. Something along those lines. Like, oh yeah, annoyed. an OCD person who they guesstimate their their own things is a very funny concept. It's like my grandma's gonna die unless I t unless I turn the lights on and off 15 to 20 times. <laughs> Nine to eight times. <laughs> but I'm sorry, what was the justification to get to somebody who's just guesstimating? Oh, well, well, the common scenario that I came up with was that when you're pitching in for shared food items, 
Uh, that, they're, that they're constantly underestimating how much they owe. And I could have just imagined there being like a genuine frustration with her. Like, how did you think that that was enough? Or like, it's not fi- like you're underestimating how much you're supposed right. to do. And then your, your justification would be like, you, 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 you need to pay closer attention. Like you wouldn't get this wrong when it comes to how many times you have to touch the stove. <clears throat> also, I think I need to research a little bit more on OCD because I don't want to do something insensitive. Yeah. So I'm not in love with it for the lack of logic and also... Uh, not really knowing enough about the condition. I don't watch porn for the plot. I watch it for the special effects. <laughs> I love that. You know how like uh, James Cameron was sitting on Avatar for a long time until the technology caught up? I like the idea of there being some porn director is like, nah, nah, I can't make, <laughs> can't make Anal Adventures 8 until, we get, <laughs> until the technology catches up. This is a room full of graphic <laughs> artists who are just like, it can't be done. It can't be. Then call me when it can be done. <laughs> There's just a bunch of porn actors like naked, but they got the balls all over their bodies. <laughs> just a little ball in their dick. <laughs> just trying to get motion capture. There's a dude who's fucking, but there's just a tennis ball there. You know, he's got like a mocap dildo. I got a really dumb tag, not oh, a, not a dumb tag, but a dumb alternative uh, punchline. I don't watch. I just I don't watch porn for the plot. I watch it for the splat. <laughs> just a gross sounding word. It could be jizz. It could be vaginal fluid, or I don't know, squirt. Uh, yeah, I wonder if there's a way of, I, if if I could set it up where I'm being obtuse, where somebody's like, they say that, they because I've I've heard people say that before. I don't watch porn for the plot. If I could be like, oh yeah, special effects. I like that. Yeah, yeah, <clears throat> I do. Especially if it's, I mean, there's the version of it where you're just doing another one of those misinterpreting things. Mm-hmm. Uh, or I like it. I don't know if it's your character, if it's if it's your stage persona, but I like it as kind of like a, a rebellion against what they're saying. You know, like some guys yeah, try like, to like, I like to come off to hear people or too I, I, I cool. Yeah. You know, just like, hey, <laughs> I don't watch porn for the plots, you know, and then everyone's like, <laughs> yeah. And you're like, yeah, special special effects. I think we talked about this before, but I find it funny when uh, in a porn, sometimes the title gives more information than, than, than the porn ever does. You know, it'll just be like a 30 second clip of two people fucking, but then it just like gives them a familial relationship. And I'm like, how was I supposed to know that that was her uncle? <laughs> it doesn't get addressed. It doesn't get addressed in this, in this scene. You watch closely. You just said it. <laughs> Frames 14.5 and 14.6. <laughs> You'll see. It's literally just a, a close-up of a penis going into a butthole, and the description is like wounded army vet catches cheating wife, <laughs> cheating wife, school teacher. Like, okay, if you say so. <laughs> you know, when I was younger, I used to like follow my favorite actors in different movies because I was like, oh, I like him. He's cool. I'm sure that movie's gonna be cool too. But really, if you really like the movie, you should probably follow the director because that person's more in charge of the overall like vision of the project. Uh, except for with porn. I think I'm still going to just follow the actor. <laughs> <laughs> I think the actor's still probably the, the person I'm going to follow. You're like, yeah, but look at those angles. <laughs> Anything else? Oh, thanks, guys. Woohoo! Petra! Next up, we got Brian fresh from his nap. Brian. 12 or 13 hour sleep. Wait, you slept 12 hours? Yeah, I think I. Oh, that's great. Yeah, it was good. It was good. It was a lot of sleep. I, mean, I slept a lot the last it. couple of days. Um, um, that's great, man. It just keep, it kept on happening, uh, which is good. But I keep on waking up feeling like guilt of like, oh god, so much sleep. But uh, mm-hmm. but it's good. It's good. I mean, there's weird things that happen to the body when your sleep schedule gets out of whack. You know, like if you need that much sleep and you get that much sleep, oftentimes you wake up not feeling refreshed because there's just like all your systems are kind of like out of whack. But I still think your brain is overall repairing things that need yes. repair. A hundred percent. It's always better. Okay. I don't really have a a way to get into this, but I remember that when I used to write papers as a kid, coming up with a title was always very frustrating to me at the end. And I imagine that it's... Wounded Vets Catches Cheating Wife. (laughs) (laughs) I would always like write the whole thing. I was usually like, you need a title. And I don't know if it would be harder or easier nowadays if if I was in the same boat. And it's usually like... You know, I'm writing some paper on volcanoes and it's usually you need a title. I could just be like, okay, five secrets volcanoes. <laughs> Don't want you to know. <laughs> some clickbait title for like a third this grade one, paper on volcanoes. 
This one weird trick makes volcanoes explode. <laughs> Baking soda. Baking soda. Yeah. It's oh, pressure from the uh, from mm-hmm. the moving crusts of the earth. Uh, that is extremely funny. Are you? <laughs> oh, that's good. Are you dormant? Are you active? Are you a cinder cone? Are you? Yeah. No, I love that. I don't know what the right justification is for that, but. It, maybe it could be, you know, we need to be teaching media literacy to our children because of how things have changed, you know, with the invention of the Internet and clickbait and stuff like that. And then maybe it could even be a hypothetical, you know, like I don't mm-hmm. want kids handing in papers like uh, five secrets volcanoes don't want you to know about them or mm-hmm. which reason yeah. that the Civil War started. Are you answer these five <laughs> easy questions, something like that? Oh, uh, I love that idea. Repurposing clickbait techniques is always going to tickle me. I love it. Uh so that was old tweet that was if the Bill of Rights was written now, it would be like top 10 rights that you should have because <laughs> oh, you were great. born in America. This is a, a little tangential, but I was going through some of my old stuff from high school and college when I was at my mom's house recently. And, and jump rope. <laughs> and I was like, I wonder if I still have the magic. Someone ask me if I still have the magic. <laughs> oh, that's weird. Ivy Rose said. Jared still have the magic. <laughs> and I used to like have a lot of fun with titling my papers in high school and college. And looking back, I'm like, that's really that's a lot of gall, I think, for a kid. Like I was just like name my random ass papers things like, what's up, professor? Or a whole bunch of things I didn't know about history. You know, really? it's just like, yeah, just like weird shit like that. I don't know what was up my fucking ass. I uh maybe just write a normal fucking title for your paper, you know? Like I don't think you'd need to. I bet, your, I bet your professors, teachers liked it. I don't know. Looking back, it's really on the nose. But maybe, you know, this was the late 90s, early 2000s. Maybe I was at the cutting. Maybe that's just like where comedy was back then. I remember in 12th grade, this uh, kid, Evan Hanlon, we got to the <laughs> point where uh, where it's like, like, like the smart kids, they knew how to write a proper paper. It was just like, hey, it almost doesn't even matter what you're trying to prove. It just says, hey, here's the thing I think about this book. And here's the thing. So here's a couple examples Here's my thing. Examples from the book, blah, blah, And then my teacher, Mr. Posner, he uh, gave us a couple of prompts that we could choose from. And then the f- fifth prompt was the most ridiculous. It was about uh, Moby Dick. And, you know, it was just so absurd, like, uh, you know, oh, Moby Dick was really just whatever. And he just gives this ridiculous prompt. And there were like two wise guy kids who were like, that's the prompt I'm choosing. He put it on the sheet, so we're going to choose that one. And, you know, they really swung for the fences and wrote uh, a cogent, you know, well-written essay. And and my teacher went nuts for it. They, he loved it so, so goddamn much that they were able to justify, you know, a ridiculous prompt with, like, proper, you know, citations from the book and da-da-da-da. So... Anyway, all is to say, I agree with Brett. I think that they probably got a kick out of it. Mm. Oh, I remember seeing at least one paper in there that my teacher was just like, maybe you could give us a regular title, Jared. <laughs> you know? <laughs> with a lot of ellipses. <laughs> maybe. Da, da, da. Uh, yeah, I, I remember I took a class in uh, abnormal psychology, which is a class that I loved. I had a great teacher and, and the material was really interesting. And I remember like one of my papers was titled like... Uh, uh, a, a deep dive into some serious wackos. <laughs> Rob, do you have anything else? We got anything else for Rob? Yeah, I had this one other thing I wanted to just mention real quick-ish. Well, it, it, this isn't a joke. This is just a journey that I had with the phrase a jack of all trades where I remember when I was in fourth, fifth, sixth grade, there was this uh, gifted and talented education or gate program that uh, you could like test into as a young lad or lass, and uh, I got into this thing uh, for third grade through sixth grade, and it was really fun, and this teacher we ha- I had, was uh, her name was Miss Weeks, and we would just, like, take an hour and 45 minutes, like, twice a week out of regular class to do, like, puzzles and other brain teaser type stuff, and it was really, really fun for someone like me who's, like, b- batting off the walls and stuff. Mm. Uh, <clears throat> and then... I, at one point, I must have done something that prompted her to say, ah, you know, because I was doing a bunch of different things. She's like, yeah, real, uh, you know, jack of all trades. And I was like, yeah, whatever that means, (laughs) jack of all trades. That's right. This guy right here. I can do this. I can do that. Blah, blah, blah. 
And that stuck with me for a long time as this nice, nice compliment. And then maybe I'm in like 10th grade. It's years later when someone tells me the second, like half of that <laughs> says, oh yeah, Jack of all trades, but, but master of none. And I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> They're like, Jack of all trades, but master of none. And I was like, that's, that sounds like negative. <laughs> like, <laughs> No, I can do lots of things. You're like, yeah, yeah, but you're not you're not like the best at anything. And I was like, what? <laughs> I was like, this weeks, like how how dare you? I thought that was such a good thing. I don't It'd be really know. funny if you oh, went no. back to her and you told her you were like, you didn't tell me that second half <laughs> was master of none, and she was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> I did get that opportunity oh. <laughs> on my graduating day. She happened to be there and it was, it was graduation day. And I saw her, I was like, Hey, and I gave her a hug and I'm still just a weirdo. So I was like, Hey, you know, that thing has <laughs> been on my mind since fifth grade or whatever. And, and she kind of, she gave me like this funny look of like, yeah, that's the second half of that thing. <laughs> and I was like, well, I just, yeah, I was sticking with me. She was like, doesn't matter. <laughs> Still a good thing. I was like, all right. Now, now this literally dates back to last week when I'm looking at a fucking like TikTok where someone says, you know, people often say a jack of all trades is the master of none, but they fail to say the full quote, mm -hmm, which is mm -hmm. a jack of bring all trades up. is a master of none, but a master of none is still better than a master of one. And I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> what? What a fucking journey. We're back, baby. Emotional roller coaster. <laughs> Oh, It'd be funny God. if your teacher knew that at the time when you brought and it up she, the first yeah, time. She's it was like, like wink. <laughs> huh? Well, this, well, this is his Empire Strikes Back <laughs> moment, but it's okay. Well, I think actually the full quote is, <laughs> like, don't you dare, Paltrade, master of none, none but, but a master, master of none, none is a better is better than a master of one, unless you're fucking pussy. <laughs> <laughs> If you're a pussy, I don't know. That'd be funny if <laughs> like, when you see her again and you're like, oh, I really wanted to tell her about this thing. And so you're like, hey, how's it going? Uh, also, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> the fuck, man? I can't believe you. Yeah, that's extremely funny. Cool. Anyway, that's all I had. All right. All right. Nothing else. Okay. Well, in that case, uh, it's time to remind everybody to check out our Patreon, patreon.com slash ITA pod, best Patreon on the block, exclusive episodes that nobody else gets to see unless you are a patron. Additional tiers for more money, but Jordan for as little as a dollar a month, patreon.com slash ITA pod. Patreon for August was my favorite, probably that we've ever done. Uh, check it out, patreon.com slash ITA pod. And next up we got... Uh, Jared uh, Jared yeah. Ivor Rose says Jared Berenstein. <laughs> okay. This one is a uh, pretty, pretty, this is, this is a good chunk. I think here we go. During the pandemic, uh, my wife and I had it pretty easy. So we were always looking for ways to help others. She decided to sponsor a child in a third world country. And one day she called me over she showed me a website with a bunch of pictures of starving children on it. And she was like, help me pick the kid that I'm going to sponsor. And I was like, hard pass. Absolutely not. I have no desire to go through a list of starving kids and pick the one that I'm going to save. If you do that and you don't pick the first child you see, you're a monster. Because that means you looked at a kid's picture and you were like, this kid can die. <laughs> So can this one. Ooh, cool hair. I'll get you food. I don't know. Maybe you can filter the results like when you're shopping online. Like, can you list the kids in order of starvingest? You know, like most starving to least starving. Something like that. All right. That's what I got. That's great. I, I've laughed at every beat. All right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what, would it, what would a kid have to look like in order for you to be like, He's not really starving. Yeah, I don't know. I don't want to say like he looks well fed or something or looks fat or right. I don't know. Chunky baby. Um, his stomach's not that distended. Might be a funny <laughs> thing to say. I just kind of like the vagueness of nah, I'm not really feeling it. Almost like a casting director. 
you know, like they have the... It doesn't have that special something. Yeah, yeah, So, you yeah. know, there's like different stages to casting and sometimes they're just going off of your look. Like that's the first round is just, we got to cut the people that don't fit the vibe, you know? And so some of these, these kids just don't fit the vibe, I guess, you know? Um, this is going to be oh, a sound... Sorry. Oh, I'm sorry, I can't <clears throat> oh, I was just saying, I don't know if you heard me say, but uh, if you were to respond, you know, I don't think he has, or or maybe Kirsten is going to say like, I don't think he has that special something. Mm-hmm. And you go, food? Yeah, none, <laughs> none of them have that. Yeah, I was thinking yeah. that. That's uh, very funny. You're making me think more of like a like a disease. Like, I don't think he has it. Like, what? Like diphtheria or <laughs> <laughs> Ebola? <laughs> what do you mean? Um, uh, a parasite? Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I think that uh, uh, weirdly that even for, for for my tastes, which sometimes can be uh, all over the map, uh, that that p- playing too much on this particular joke is like is just a little it's a it's much it's a little much for me, in mm. the sense that you're like, ha, this is so funny, and we're doubling and tripling down on this you know starving kid beat. Uh, so that's just a concern of mine, mm-hmm. uh, depending on the crowd and your persona as well on stage <clears throat> of like, what's going to work. I, I, not, not that it's impossible to do, but almost that I, I would think that I would want for my taste for you to get into the hypothetical land m- much more quickly and abruptly, you know, in the sense of just like my, let's just say, you know, Kirsten wanted to, to, you donate money to this cause where you can adopt the kid. Cool. Uh, and then she was like, do you, and I said, great, that sounds like an amazing idea. You know, let's do it. Maybe it's like a, a joint decision, you know, like, mm-hmm. Hey, I want to mm-hmm. do this thing. We should give money. Oh yeah. Yeah. I love that idea. Let's do it. Oh, do you want to like, they have a website where you get to pick the kid, something along those. So put it completely mm-hmm. on them that, that they are the ones who mm-hmm. are, mm-hmm. are like doing it in this way yes. where you're like money. Giving money to people who might need it and they can spend it however they, they they see fit. Great. And I also want to point out that usually with these things is that there is not a kid, but rather it goes towards, you know, a an agency that does help uh, a number of kids. But mm-hmm. I think that they find better success if they humanize it or whatever. Mm-hmm. So basically you're like on board from the from the jump. Oh, yeah, it sounds great. Like, well, they have this site where you can pick the kid. You're like, nope, not <laughs> <laughs> Please just give them the money. I am not going to do mm-hmm. Tinder for for African kid uh, thing. I'm no, 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 no. Tinder for swipe, swipe left yeah. if you want this kid to continue starving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's really funny. And actually, that that tracks because the this entire bit came from me watching one of those commercials where someone was like, "Go to the website and you can you can choose from a list of kids to sponsor." Oof. You know, so it really is their onus. It's not like, you know, I guess the way that I phrase it now, it kind of makes it seem like Kirsten was like, this will be a fun thing for us to do. Right. You know, right. we'll scroll through all these kids who have no food. Yeah, uh, that's very funny. And that's a very good note. I like that. Uh, but but yeah, as far as all those little uh, yeah, as far as the whole concept, it's it's very funny. I just want you to be more of the the righteous hero in this uh, uh, bit because it makes mm-hmm. more sense to me for you to be so. I love it. I love it. That's an excellent note. All right, uh, Molly Mets fan put in the chat. Isn't it nice hair? Isn't nice hair a good sign of good health? Ooh, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Got a really good chuckle out of you though, Brett. Oh, I did. I thought <laughs> cool hair is also very cool. Hair. That's not to say good hair. You said cool, cool hair, hair, which <laughs> cool hair. I really enjoyed. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, that makes a lot of sense logically to replace that, but I don't know. I, just I, I like, really like that Brett giggle. I really don't want to get let go of that. No, no. Although sometimes hair. this show can lead us in the wrong direction. There have been plenty of times when the thing that cracked everybody up, guests included, tried on stage, ate a fucking <laughs> butt, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah. You know what joke I got universal praise from, from this show from and has never done well is they did the joke about um, people that think that we are entitled to know about what the government knows about aliens you know, it's like they're out there with the protest signs, just like, we de- we deserve to know. We have a right to know. And the government's like, there are aliens. And they're just like, tell them I said hi. <laughs> <laughs> Got you guys again. Never works on stage. Never works. Tell them I said hi. That's really funny. All right. Well, let me see if I have anything else that's short, because that joke was so perfect. 
yeah, I think that might actually be it. I'm a little tapped. All my other stuff is kind can of... We, wait, can we workshop this this aliens joke? Oh, uh, sure. Yeah, we could work on that. I think that you need more of a premise on it in that uh, when people... Maybe something like when people get what they want, they don't really know what to do with it. Mm, okay, that's fun. Yeah, that also that also tracks a little bit more. I think the way that I was originally getting into it was basically being like the government has admitted that that aliens have been visiting Earth, uh, which feels very validating as a stoner, you know, uh, just like how many other things have we been right about? You know, first it was licorice on pizza. Then it was aliens, you know, visiting. <laughs> licorice on pizza. That's how you've been getting into it. I think it was something like that. I haven't done it since. Um, I, I think I was on the road with Rivers at the time when we did you that live episode. Be like I would be like, I have no licorice on pizza. I've never <laughs> been hurt. I'd yeah. be like, I have no idea what this comic is talking about. So then you're just going to go into this very funny joke. <laughs> I would be like, wait, what was the licorice on pizza thing? <laughs> fennel, fennel seeds? No, no, no. I was just thinking like candy on pizza. You know, like that's the thing that Stoner would eat. Oh, oh I see. I see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, that's uh, a different, different joke and premise. Yeah. But uh, yeah, then I would be like, I actually completely, it's been so long. It was literally the first tour that I went on after the pandemic. That's how long ago it was. Mm. Uh, that I haven't even thought about this joke. Um, yeah, but that's a good note. I like that. People don't know what to do with the thing that they get once they get it. Uh, yeah. All right. Any other thoughts, guys? Uh, no, that was, that, was, that was it for me. Right. Um, we do have only one highlighted chat from the whole chat today. All right. Uh, we are streaming at a different time than normal. Mm. That's why. Uh, we got Tinder for kids would be called kind Kinder, Kinder. Like, the German, like the German word for children. <laughs> I don't yes. know if that's common knowledge enough for a wide audience to know. Yeah, but it's fun to read. It is fun to read. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, Janko Danky. That was a terrible suggestion. You've I'm not going to use it on stage. <laughs> Why? Kindergarten. Do people don't know the word Kinder? I don't think that would make the, uh, the what do you kinder, call it? Kindergarten. Mm-hmm. Kinder. Yeah, it makes sense. You can you can really figure out the the meaning of kinder by examining the compound word of kindergarten and knowing what kindergarten is. Kindergarten but I don't think the people are going to do that math that quickly in their head. It's not math. It's language. It's language math. <laughs> <laughs> um, I Metaphorical I, calculus. Who gave that suggestion, by the way? Jango Danke, who has also said... Ha, oh. ha, ha, don't workshop my fucking comment. Ha, ha, ha. What have I done? I have regrets. <laughs> no, Jacko Dickie, I like it. I, I did have some, like, way back in, in the day joke. I was trying to think about some, like, you know, Tinder for kids. And I also thought of the word kinder. So I'm a little defensive of the oh, fact that that, yeah. that word should work. <laughs> because everybody knows kindergarten. Kinder, it's like, it's not only that. I'm trying to think of there's other examples where people have used kinder as, like, a thing to, to you know, uh, denote children. But whatever. Um, and it made me think of, I, I just did a show like a couple weeks back and there was a comic doing something that was really tickling me where he was talking about porn for kids, but he was like, no, 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 no. He's like, it's for kids by kids. <laughs> He's like, we can't watch it. I just oh, need God. you to know that I'm not watching. You think I'm watching this porn, but I'm not because I'm not a pedophile, but I think kids need porn because it, here's the thing. If you're 13, you can watch like the 14 and 15 and six, but you can't go the other way around. <laughs> and he just kept on doing it. And it was just fucking making me, I was dying. It's like a regular <laughs> so, porn website. Only instead of asking the age to see if you're 21, it's asking the age to be, all right, well then you don't get to see 13 year olds. Yeah. <laughs> fucking. And I forget if he got into it, but my brain was thinking about like, just like and the director and like everybody behind. Yeah, everybody. The scenes, yeah, they're all just kids. <laughs> so nobody knows what they're doing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's all a little shoddy. Yeah, so it's all like video of someone's feet just being like, "Is it on?" I don't know if it's on. <laughs> Is kindergarten a, a German word? I never mm -hmm. even realized that it was German sounding until now. They're like yeah. beer garden, and it's spelled the same way. Kindergarten and wine garden. Yeah, that's funny to be like fourth grade, third grade, <laughs> second grade, so. first grade, kindergarten. <laughs> That is true. That yeah. was like they named kindergarten when we were winning, when the Nazis were winning. And then they were like, oh, no, 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 we got it. Uh, First grade, second grade. Ooh, did you guys hear about what happened in Normandy? We might have to change some things. Oh, France is, France fell. Oh, God. 
boy. Can I buy another wiener schnitzel, please? Django <laughs> uh, Deggy says, hell yeah, Rob's on my side. Eat that, Jarrett. All right, yeah, I will eat, eat that. that. I'm trying eat to put it. on weight. Uh, all right, anything Great else? Episode. Should we uh, put a bow on this puppy? Yeah, yeah, let's put a bow on this puppy. Thanks for joining us, everybody, in the chat. Um, thanks for Congratulations to Ivy Rose for winning the guests. And Rob, thanks for getting so much sleep and joining us. Uh, yeah. uh, we were able to record today. Yeah. Does anybody uh, want to say Outro Goes Here? I do. I love you guys. Yeah. Outro Goes Here. Thanks so much for watching. Check back every Monday for new episodes, or you can listen wherever you enjoy podcasts. If you want to help support the show, tell your friends how much you like Is This Anything. Or get involved, like an episode, share, comment, subscribe. If you want more Is This Anything, you got to join our Patreon at patreon.com slash We have a ton of awesome exclusive content on there, and you can join for as little as a dollar a month. Check out the links in the description, and hopefully we'll see you next week.